Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money. So welcome back to Wise and Shine. Uh, the yeah. marketers are so... That's why I said marketers ruin things, right? They, they make us spend more and but more and more. But you train marketers they tap, at uh, That's why I... Well... Okay, welcome back to another episode of Wise and Chai. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut. Hi, Eric here, Mr. Positivity. Hi, I'm Dawn, only female here, as you can see. For the longest time, the whole set has just been you. you know? We need <laughs> a female We guest. need more, we need more, yes. Hi, my name is Reming. I'm one half of the World Ceremony, and unfortunately, Dawn, I'm not a female. So, <laughs> you have to do it's this okay. episode but, for but, one. But yeah. you, can, you, you, you are my OG fan, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. all right. Today, okay, today we want to talk about this... Uh, it's quite a topic in the personal finance space. Everyone guts against it. Everyone talks about it. It's held up on a pedestal and that's mm. called lifestyle inflation, right? And I wanted to bring up this topic uh, because recently, I know prices are up, you know, inflation, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people are thinking of like austerity measures, how do we cut back and all that, right? So it's, it's all kind of along the same line of like being prudent, you know, spending less, blah, blah. You know, mm. I think our minister say, right, oh, if a chicken expensive, buy fish, right? And then the comment section was like, fish more expensive, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> you know, some Ouch. of these things, I'm, I'm not saying uh, it's good or bad, huh? but the idea here is there's a lot of this idea on like, like you know, like you must guard against lifestyle inflation, cannot spend more, you know, be a student, forever you know or like live like a uni kid for like five more years into your career and i come from the camp that i do not agree with this right so i want to hear where do you guys are at you know is lifestyle inflation that bad Mm. maybe you can well i think having austerity measures on yourself at least at the start of your financial journey can help you go a long way i think like when it comes to finances it's kind of like have you all seen like hang glider Mm. like how it operates you have to run at the start now that it it glides by itself. If you run for too long, I mean, then you're, and that's like pursuing austerity for too long. You're just running and not flying. So I feel like there is a place for austerity measures, but maybe only like in the beginning part where you build out your finances. In the long term, I don't think it's, it's very sustainable. Being too prudent when taken to the extreme will kind of like sacrifice other aspects of your health. I mean, I believe there's like financial health, there's like mental health, then... Uh, social currency. Yeah, the social currency. There's also your physical health. And mm. sometimes when you prioritize uh, financial health above all, all three, then you have to make trade-offs. And I think that yes. is when people will call you Kiamsiap. Which is not stingy. inherently a problem unless you want to be part of the group or something, right? That, that depends on where yeah. you are positioned on But that. I think once you... People say cancer that I mean, that's like a, a loss in social currency a little mm, bit. Really. Mm, like, mm. for example, oh, I don't want to hang out with me because you always wear cancer. So is it true? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like, yeah, but there is the danger for many people in the personal finance space who just zoom in on saving the most as possible mm. to mm. fall on that trap very easily. And mm. ignoring everything yeah. else. Because yeah. I think Warren Buffett say, right, like, uh, price is what you pay, value is what you get. Many people get fixated on the price. But they forget. But, yeah, but, but forget like the value they're actually getting mm. by yeah. being themselves. So do you agree that lifestyle inflation is bad or do you think it's, it's, it's not bad or where are you on this? I mean, as a personal finance guy, I think my default position is bad. <laughs> 
Right, my, my default position is that lifestyle inflation it seems to be the normal answer. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. We've yeah. asked multiple people this question, and that yes. is the default position. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to examine. Okay, I'm here to back you up. Yeah, no, because like the word lifestyle inflation already implies like you are inflating your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But if you can increase, if you inflate your lifestyle at the same rate where your earnings inflate, no, then okay. that's okay. Right? No. I think that's no? okay. No, then you don't get anywhere. Why? You must inflate your earnings more than you inflate your ah, lifestyle. Uh, at least, okay, so we're talking about like, the, you know, remember I talked about like the hang glider phase? Yeah. You run, la, I mean, you definitely need a phase where you run, but at some point, you need to enjoy the money that you, you made a bit. Mm, yeah. Exactly. I'm the personal finance girl, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And that's I true. also agree that it's bad. I think inherently, it leans towards uh, being bad because uh, if we don't consciously control the power that it can have over us, we will become its victim. But if we learn to consciously control and make adjustments when we need to, then we can benefit from it. Mm. So some examples, right? Lifestyle inflation also has two aspects. One is the part that we can control, which is our spending and what we choose to spend on. The other one is the one that we have to pay at all costs and the price is not being set by us. Mm. So like your bank mortgage rates, which um, all the banks are increasing right now, or like the price of chicken, <laughs> or um, your uh, price you of housing. The chicken example. You, you say <laughs> okay, the chicken. Yeah. Okay, welcome to my camp. Yes, yes. And then like the price of housing, the price of education, you don't have a say. So... You can try and live for a uni student, but you cannot like, I used to, when in my early days when I was running, right, I would make myself try and keep to spend $500 a month because that's all the allowance that I got as a kid. Yeah, but as a kid, as a uni kid, sorry. Mm -hmm. But it got to a stage where I couldn't do that because then my phone bills and back then I had SIM-only plans. uh, Huh? You remember? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Back then, uh, the plans were expensive and there were so many other things to pay for. So these are out of your control. And that's where you have to, you cannot moderate. No matter what you do, you cannot, right? So now we're living in a world of high, higher inflation and we just can't do anything about that. But what we can do is to potentially like cut down on the other aspects. So part of lifestyle inflation also is uh, keeping up with the Jonas's. And if you see everyone wearing like, for example, branded bags, branded shoes, all go towards like private housing condo uh, landed, right? But you don't think you can afford that and you'll be a drain on your finance, then it's really about controlling and preventing that from getting to you. Because it's very easy for something to become a norm. I was just talking about this with my husband recently because when I was much younger, right, I, I wasn't into like the whole Adidas, Puma mm. kind of things. I felt it was very expensive because mm. my parents didn't give me that much money. We were from a low middle income family and to spend, the thought of spending $80, $90 on a pair of sneakers was just appalling to me. But then... Now, I'm the one paying $120 for that pair of sneakers. And I tell my husband that it makes me feel good and I'm very happy. And then I'm like, oh no, but I only wore it three times so far. I need to wear it more. So the mm. utility costs, mm. right? So it's, it's that consciousness. But I'm aware that I have gotten here because really a lot of people around me are now wearing that, right? So it, partly it is social driven. It's lifestyle, keeping up the Jonas's. But I'm also aware that, hey, but I made some money. I have save for very long and work hard for very long I shouldn't be that hard on myself for wanting this 120 pair of sneakers live a little kind of yeah I should live a little and enjoy it or like Mm. recently we booked a trip to another country and I paid $2,000 for just two people's tickets 
Can you imagine to that country? Wow. Eh? We, it, it, I'm not going to say which country, but yeah, it's not it's not normal, normal right? It's yeah. more that country is more like seven, eight hundred, yeah. right? But it's two thousand dollars, and I couldn't control it because the airline wanted to change the wow. rates. So, I, but what I did was we were thinking about it, and we were like, "Is it last minute booking?" No, it's no. for next year, leh. Wow. But it raised. I think because we booked it. Um, it so happened that I was looking at it right before the November school holiday started and uh, I booked it uh, as it started. Uh, and then I monitored it for two more weeks but they didn't change the price really. So maybe if I was a bit earlier yeah, that would have yeah, been the yeah, case. Yeah. But um, the key thing is recognizing that oh no, that this, is a disc- this is something that I can choose to spend on. But yet, I want to enjoy. And mm. we're also thinking because we're bringing the whole family along, how much more chance will we have? Maybe another COVID or another pandemic mm. will force us to be stuck here again, right? So let's just balance it out. And I think like that consciousness will then stop lifestyle inflation from becoming a bad thing. But if you are not conscious of this, you will just inherently become a victim. Yeah, and you don't know why. You will just suddenly realize you went from spending $20 on shoes to $120 to $200. But well, you it's don't just know why. Good, just plain people. good marketing. Uh, yeah. Marketers are so... That's why I said marketers ruin things, right? They, they make us spend more and but more and more. But you train marketers. Tap, eh, that's why I didn't... <laughs> well, camera. marketers don't exactly make they, you I mean you have your own they, no they understand human psychology they know yeah, how to make you spend but, money well, but you can go understand human psychology uh, I mean it's, it's a free market right? self knowledge like. willing seller willing buyer uh, uh, so I don't take that position yeah. but anyway yeah. yes yes but I, I get I get what you're mm. but, but also like lifestyle inflation is like regular inflation like normal inflation 2% is okay right but then when inflation is like 9% is a problem same with lifestyle inflation let's say for example I used to earn 2000 a month then I spend $500 then suddenly I earn let's say I suddenly you know Make a lot of sales, right? Maybe I earn fifty k a month. Is it wow. bad to is it that bad to inflate from two thousand to four thousand? No. Even though it's a hundred percent, not really. Mm-hmm. But of course, if you percentage of your earnings. Yeah, exactly. But if you go and inflate like way like twenty times, like if you go spend forty forty k a month and you earn forty k a month then that's obviously already mm. too much lifestyle inflation. I think because of the role of marketers and how society is in general, social media pressure, mm. it is easy for you to unknowingly inflate your lifestyle by two or three times mm. but not your income mm. so that's why we have to control yeah, I think no one will inflate their income unknowingly because <laughs> your boss will not suddenly <laughs> give you hey I'm going to eight times your salary today yeah. right? no one, no one will do no, that. I, I so, think it's they inflate and then later have to pay the consequence that's why so many people are in credit card debts right because yeah. they inflate without like you said income inflating okay, ready to hear the rebutter ready to hear the rebuttal. for a personal finance guy uh, who does not hold a oh, by the way uh, okay I, I'm, I think I'm on Reggie's side especially mm-hmm. since I'm not a financial guy but yeah. I'll hear Reggie and I'll, you sure I'll not show. we haven't even kapa, paka, paka on this thing no, are you, no we are, I don't know oh, what's your okay. point okay, 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 let's hear the chief coconut okay, yeah. Yeah. you share first thank you, uh, thank you please vote for me okay <laughs> <laughs> vote for me as a chief yes so uh, I come from a different camp okay mm. I, I and the thing is I think all the pointers are valid right in the sense that uh, if you are prudent you save more money you compound you know you're like gliding you hang gliding eventually you fly all those things are valid right mm. it's, it's not a it's not that it, they are wrong right structurally mathematically all that jazz but I come from the view that right lifestyle inflation is one of the underpinning goals of why you even venture into this space Right? It's because you want to get a nicer car, you want to send boy-boy girl-girl to a better school, you want to live a better life. That's why you work harder. Right? That's why you come into the space or you spend weeks and you know, like every other week you, you read her blog, you follow mm-hmm. their Instagram, you, know, you consume content. Every other week, your sole goal is to inflate your lifestyle. 
right? If, if not, like, why are you spending so much effort in this, right? It's just whether you inflate now or inflate later, right? What so, if it's not inflate? Some people are just doing this because they want to retire early and then, like, you know, live on a cheap, cheap life, like, go to Malaysia. Okay, okay, so yes, yeah. So, so yeah, he says, yeah. So that is, that is, uh, oh. fair. That's one, one camp of, of people, right? But I do believe that many people are trying to inflate their lifestyle. They're trying to buy a better car, better house, nicer way of life, you know, more restaurants, blah, 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 right? So all these things are fundamental incentives for you to then move forward and be incentivized to want to do more. So you view okay. lifetime inflation as a motivation. Mm. Yes, I feel it as a motivation, right? And and I, I I always thought that, okay, because personal example for me, right? For a long period of time, I didn't feel the need to live better, spend more, blah, blah. So I wasn't incentivized to, to work much harder. I wasn't incentivized to strategize. I wasn't incentivized to do more, you know? But at some point in time, not too far, not too long ago, I was like, yeah, man, I want to make a little bit more money, right? And why? Because I wanted to live a better life. Right. And with that as the anchor of my incentive structures, it then motivates me to do more. Right? So my biggest qualm with a lot of people calling out lifestyle inflation is this idea that you, know, um, you save now so that you can enjoy the future. You, know, like, uh, you should save and invest and suppress your desires, suppress your needs, suppress your goals. You know? And mm. for me, it's like this takes a lot of willpower. How long are you going to do it? You know, and, and all that, right? Which is why I don't disagree with you guys because I think those are fundamentally accurate, right? But I come from a view that if you take it down one more level to think about why people even do this and participate in this space, it is all with the goal to inflate their lifestyle, right? It is not, it's just about whether it's it now or in the future. So it is not bad. It is just what it is. Well, I think there are so many different degrees you can inflate your lifestyle to. I don't disagree that, you know, people try to build wealth to have a better life. Mm. But better life does not always equal to lifestyle inflation. You could inflate your life to a point where your quality of life actually mm. decreases. For example, you enter too much debt or you start to compare and like you get on this endless cycle of like buying better and better things. So I think definitely people can uh, increase their income, build wealth to have a better life. But I think there'll be a, there'll be a point in your life where like money no longer becomes the primary driver of happiness. It's important for people to recognize that. Exactly. Like, yeah. it is... That could be definitely valid if someone is drawn to the material things in life especially. So, the lifetime inflation in order to get there, you need money to pay for all of these. But if you're like us, whereby we are of the view that a lot of good things in life are free and you don't have to pay then that's why we view these things as bad because good mm. relationships, you don't necessarily need a lot of money. You don't have to keep eating mm. out of restaurants, you can home cook. Yeah, but, but, but relationships get enhanced when you have larger, more money. More, ex, more money. Money yeah, buys but you don't experiences. Need so, much. so you don't need it to be such a strong driver to work so hard. You just need so, a, so, Yeah, so let's say someone has zero dollars. Yeah. Having like 100k mm. would definitely improve their quality of life. It would be a mm. good enabler. 100k to 500k, I think it will still be improved. Let's say a 500k to 1 million dollar, I think that's when the, the marginal utility yeah. starts, to, <laughs> starts to decrease. And Great dreaming, speaking from recent experience. And I think it's, it's important for people to realize that, that you know, after a certain point, like money isn't that important. Because eh? mm-hmm. let's say you, then now you go from like 1 million, 2 million. Because to earn the extra like $1 million, you obviously need time to do it. And we are on like Earth for a limited amount of time. How, how much time you want to spend earning money instead of like being happy? Yeah, yeah. But, but mm. I, I, think, I think there are a few okay. things here, right? Like in your, 
And the, the divergence comes in the definition of lifestyle inflation, mm. right? I think in, in, in both of your case, right, there's quite a clear idea of lifestyle inflation as you buying more than what you can actually afford, yeah. right? And then you get to a point where you start to accumulate debt, you know, you accumulate debt to consume and it becomes problematic and then you end up to and pay. you compromise your future because yes. you're cheating that mm. now. Okay. Fair. So I think that is a valid point, right? In, in that... In that uh, situation which I will not even argue that is narrow because I do think a lot of people fall into that camp mm. and before I started doing financial content I didn't realize a lot of people in that camp but I started doing it right and I started asking my friends hey you, you got credit card there or not you got credit card there or not yeah mm. I want to do a content can you come on the show nobody wants to come on but everybody got credit card <laughs> yeah so so it, it becomes a, a reality check for me also it's like, oh actually a lot of people are in this group right but also at the same time I've talked to other people that share the view that I, I hold you know which is that if I don't want to inflate my lifestyle then what am I doing for but but you can argue that they are inflating uh, relatively prudently. Mm. Like they are inflating faster than a lot of people because they make more along the way, you know, but they are not like scrimping and saving mm. and, and, and all that, right? So at some point, I think we have to realize that it is not about dissing a certain idea in the sense that, oh, you know, you, you shouldn't inflate, you know, you must, you must uh, eat taipeng every day. I've had not mm. people tell me, oh, I eat taipeng every day. I find bliss in that. I was like, okay, can, it's fine. Okay, I'm, I'm not in the way that you hold it up on everyone else. If you mm. don't, mm. then it's okay, right? Oh, this is your life choice. This mm. is your thing. Okay, so yeah. I hear both points, right? Mm. I, I have another point well, of I view. love that this day, yeah. today got very divergent. Very divergent I love points, it. Yeah. So I love because some, it's No, because, because some, <laughs> some, some of yeah, our, our listeners say, like, yeah. you are already, already agree the pointers where you go no no not true actually oh, we didn't no, know, prepare uh, our answers you never know? yes yeah. yes yes okay you must understand that three of you guys are financial bloggers I'm more of a, mm. a consumer right um, so there's this book that really influenced me a lot about money and uh, this guy is called Dan Locke and he has this book called FU Money uh, the FU Money is, is mind blowing for me because it changed the whole framework. You know, a lot of time is, oh, I need to save the money, I save the money. Then after that, I then I keep a portion, I enjoy it, right? So every money changed my entire paradigm. He says, you, you think about what kind of life you want first. Because ultimately, money is a means to an end, right? So he also has to think about life, you know, what, what kind of house you want to stay in, what kind of, how many holidays you want to go, how many days you want to work. So design that life first. Then go and find out the price. So for example, right, like one of the things I wanted is I want to have a beach house. And so he actually made me go research a beach, a beach house. B-E-A-C-H. Beach. Beach. Beach house. Right. And you know the content very PG. Sorry, I cannot control myself. The cool part, right, is that in that process, so number one is that psychologically it gets me in a in a envisioned state. Because we all know your focus is your reality, right? That everything is created twice, first in your mind, then your reality. So the fact that I'm at this age, I'm already researching, you know, my dream home. So I went to search and I actually worked work through the price. So psychologically, I'm already involved in that process. I'm already making, accelerating that reality. It's very powerful. Then I know exactly what's that price. I add up together. I realize that, oh, I actually do not need as much money as I thought I need. And so now I have a goal. I have a goal that I need to make this amount of money. I give it to my financial advisor and then he can come up with a plan or I can do it myself. But then if that's the case, we can kill, kill two birds with one stone because number one is you get to have the life that you want without having too much money because uh, there's a saying, right, that it will be excellent if the day you die is when the day the, day the bank account is zero. 
<laughs> I mean, assuming that you already gave sure. away all the, the last check sure, must sure. bounce theory. Yeah. Mm. I think it would be beautiful. So, so I, I, I like the, the listeners to consider the fact that there, there are many approaches. No one is right. Just see which one resonates with you. Mm. I, I resonate with the idea of not trying to just say, 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 because it just makes me very restricted. So maybe something for you guys to try out, which is go plan the kind of life that you want and really dream big, mm. right? And then go and research it because the researching itself makes it real. And then now, like what Reggie said, that you'll be motivated to go figure out how to get there, then that's where we can talk to you guys to teach us how to get there in a logical, predictable manner. Then we can have a win And then applying what we say. Yes, because it's very be. legit stuff. Yeah, and at the same time also, it would be recognizing what doesn't fall in that dream that you want, that society is trying to impose on you through mm. like natural lifetime inflation yeah. or perceived lifetime inflation. But it's not what you want. So uh, then you can kick it off. And then you can kick yes, it off. Yes, so yes. That, that, that thing might change, but it's based on because what you want, not because uh, Adidas say that you must buy that. Yeah, like yeah. you don't need Adidas shoes to I want to beach. Yeah, you just yeah, need yeah. Adidas yeah. must pay me to wear. <laughs> oh, wow. It's different. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I don't pay yeah. to wear and I, I'm not sure you can email me here. Okay, okay, okay. So the key thing is don't let your existing bank account, don't let your existing skills that limit the kind of lifestyle that you desire. Mm-hmm. Set that first. Dream big first. Then come up with a concrete plan. Yeah, dream already must wake up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, wake up uh, to execute you your dream. Dream, right? dream, dream. Yeah. You must wake up and get, and, get it going. Get it okay? going. Yeah, yeah. Well Please said. don't just dream. Uh. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but the thing is, uh, I once again come back to the point that I do not disagree with those points. right? Mm, it's like compounding is a is a valid, you know, like well proven documented idea. It is not. But why you disagree is the definition and how it is being yeah, used. And, yes, and how it's being used, and that once you recognize that internally and underlying, um, we are all just trying to do a little bit better, and we are all on some level inflating. That, that way of life or mm. in our way of life I think that is the, the, the camp that I, I want to kind of push a little bit more mm. of us to think about you know but I also agree with the part of like you know uh, there's some things that actually eventually you don't want one mm. you don't want to spend you know but you're kind of stuck in this whole cycle you know of uh, endless consumption so what is one lifestyle inflation that you guys feel compelled to but you don't want to or you, you don't see the value of but everyone around you is like but going you're towards that. To. Yeah, you feel compelled to. Because mm-hmm. a lot of lifestyle inflation, I give one example, mm-hmm. but you all cannot yes, use please. this example. Wow. Okay. okay. So in Singapore, okay. there are the a game. lot of people who say that uh, they are now, they now feel compelled to go towards private housing. Oh, okay. Right? Mm, and that's going to be my own. Yeah. And, or even like the buy, <laughs> buy, uh, sell one, buy two, mm, which mm. was very popular just a few years ago. So they feel very compelled to do now. that. Yeah, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. But yet, it may not be something that they wanted in the first place. And mm. another approach could have been instead of doing through going through that method, and then you know, in the end, because you sell one, you buy two, you finance the two, which is more expensive. Yeah, yeah, sure. You pull all the strategies and all their their ways, and we teach you how to do that as well. Later on, the end goal is still you sell the two and downgrade to the one mm. when you could have actually just started with one and just stayed there, mm. and then. Find other means of achieving the money that you could have gone through this by, let's say, in, uh, investing in your career mm, or doing other right. things like hustles and stuff like that to get mm. to the same 
end goal, right? So mm. that's one example that I see a lot in Singapore. Mm. What's one thing that you're personally felt? Wait, I, w- I want to just add on that point, right? Like, you guys should check out Investment Modes article. I know everybody knows yeah, Keith, right? Come Investment Modes. He wrote an article about how the property market in Singapore will eventually perform like a junk bond, perform aligned with junk bonds because he, he, he went to chart how the prices are moving and how more and more of these kind of government cooling measures and ABSD, all that, it's just really taxing the capital gains on top, right? So eventually, he said that Singapore property is going to perform like a junk bond why not you just buy a junk bond don't need to care so much about all those other things right because there's a lot more uncertainties that are part and parcel of like owning properties Mm. and all that you know and uh, how how Singapore government is using it as a way to make money right and welcoming all this foreign capital to come in you want to put money in Singapore okay you buy a property we tax 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 Mm. right so so that's a different thing check out Keith's article I thought that was very very interesting yeah I think for me it would be a car right Ah. I think like I think Car is something that you should only buy if you need it. If you, let's say you have like elderly parents or young you, young kids, or you kind of like make like more than three or four trips a day. Because if not, like your need is served by public transport or even cycling. Oh, yeah, no. but I've heard people say before, like, you know, now I earn $8,000. It's time for me to buy a car. Then they'll drive that. A very expensive six-figure car, you know, back and forth to work every day where it spends most of time in the parking lot. I feel like that is a, a classic example of lifestyle inflation that actually comes back to bite most Singaporeans in the butt after, after 10 years. Because you buy a car now, during times are good, but as you age closer and closer to retirement, you realise like, oh shit, you know, maybe I should not have bought that car 10 years ago. But by then, it's, it's too late already. Mm. So I think car is like the, the classic one. Mm. Of course, I'm not saying like a car is, but if you earn enough, you can shrug off like a six-figure uh, loss you know, over 10 years. I think, I think that's fine. But I think for most people, for most average Singaporeans, even those who earn like as high as 8 to 10K, you know, a car might not be necessary. So before you buy a car, you know, do consider whether you need it and whether or not you will regret that in, mm. in the long run. My family owns a car. Mm. But our decision to do that was less based on feeling like we needed to but more of number Utility. one we had kids mm. and number two I went to calculate how much would it cost if we own a car versus if I take Grab everywhere and, stay, mm. and then I calculate oh it makes more sense to own a car plus got convenience and you're okay let's just go for the car mm. so yeah. it's a very conscious effort instead of letting yes. the lifestyle inflation hundred buy a car sit in and like yes, yes, yes. And, and that's the part that I think is important right when you when you so I come from the camp that you know it's, it's, it's not about not spending it's about spending well mm. yes right so spending and spending well spending well a, means what serves your Exactly. and not society exactly. or like the cardiola. exactly right and, and that is a big part of you needing to be aware of how you spend yeah right and and I think uh, was it Lisa Lisa's adulting they are doing this whole thing about like low buy no buy year yeah you know, which is not she didn't come with the idea lah, but she has adopted it and I think I think that is a great place to start right especially now inflation very jealous, right then if you don't buy right then you don't suck up the inflation you know Right, because you don't buy anything, right? So the inflation does not come to you. You still consume electricity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. I mean, there's some point, but I know the SP power. You should <laughs> try your best. Yeah, try your yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just try so, your best. So it's not about it's not about like zero at all, right? But it's just really if you mm. go through a year of not buying anything and you kind of document like what is triggering you to buy something, you know, or like what is enticing you, and then you kind of document this over time, uh, it gives you a bit of clarity of like what do you really want and what mm. do you not want. Mm. right and yeah. eventually after this like detox year right where you don't endlessly consume you become a lot clearer what you want and you can double down right so mm. now instead of uh, buying what everybody wants you to buy or why, buying what merchants want you to buy or, or all that which I think that's where a lot of people constitute lifestyle inflation 
you can buy the things that matter to you. Mm. Right? And when you buy the things that matter to you, yeah, you'll be happier as yeah, well. You, you, it, it lives a great life. You spend well. You, you, know, you can allocate your capital better. <laughs> then you probably want to stop watching TV and stop going social media and stop I going anywhere that people run ads. I don't have TV at home. Yeah, yeah because I don't... So that helps. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody... I mean, to be honest, sometimes social media is more harm than good. Especially oh, if you follow... You can curate. Yeah, uh, yeah especially if you follow uh, like... A lot of like influencers that make us buy things. Like who? Like who? Like who? Like who? I'm not. I'm not comfortable with sharing. Yeah. I mean, in general, like, In general, no, my, you got followed by Jeb. Yeah. I'm the producer, right? My goal is to get it viral, right? Oh, so oh, the wow. best thing is to like chang chang chang. Like oh, viral. Right. So yeah. In general, like in general, like you see, like influencers, they dress very nicely, or like they they go to on very nice holidays. Yeah, yeah. and that's part of the whole commercial thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole game, right? Yeah. But it's it's part of it. So sometimes, sometimes I think like, uh, you can unfollow or mute people for a while. I think you'll do wonders for your mental health and also yeah, the yeah, yeah. your your uh, how do you say the tendency to go compare. Yeah, with the need to spend and because you know I, I think is it the Bible that says comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, actually, yeah, of joy. Yeah, it's actually linked to. I mean, I actually found like studies that actually support that. This hmm. they record relative deprivation. It's when you look at other people and see how much more they have. Yeah, and then that results in uh, a feeling of unhappiness. Yeah, FOMO, and then you want it. Yeah, too. and I feel like a lot of unhappiness actually comes from that. So understanding that this concept actually exists, I think that will help a lot of people deal with uh, lifestyle inflation. I use that, you know, but in the opposite manner. Share, share. Yeah. Relative abundance. I look at other people and I see what they don't have that I have, and mm. I feel very happy. Mm. Oh. And you're not happy. Sounds make me grateful, feel very grateful. Yeah, I grateful. feel very grateful. And then I'm more conscious that I am very lucky despite how shitty my day or whatever is. Mm. Instead of looking at other people like, oh, he or she has this and I don't have, I also look downwards. And then mm. I try to strike the balance. I and got- I think that maybe that's why, you know, I say I don't need a therapist because yeah, I yeah. look both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's true. I mean, I uh, back on the story, I think when we did the self-help book episode, we talked about yeah. the subtle art of not giving a, a fuck, fuck, right? Yeah. yeah. And I passed my friend, I said, I really don't give a fuck. Why yeah. I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. read this book? Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, that, that's a great really point. Yeah, but I want to mm. double down on the point that you just said, right? Because uh, I run, I mean, the financial podcast, right? And then we, everybody that we interview, they walk in are probably like way more than us, right? They're worth, they're worth way more. So sometimes when I try to use certain hosts right, or new hosts, you know, a lot of them will hold these guys on a pedestal. Uh, because oh, this guy made a lot of money but then they don't dare to ask they don't dare to probe right but I rewire my brain so all this person uh, probably uh, wife got problem uh, got dog problem uh, you know quarrel mm. with the partner the other day uh, blah 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 uh, shitting constipation uh, you know that kind of thing yeah. so it's like I try to humanize the individual he's very good or he or she is mm. very good at what they do that's why we are having this conversation Right. If not, if you're not good, then why are we here, right? I'm here to focus on this narrow part that you're very good at. I want to learn. But I humanize you by recognizing that you know that you are also human, there are many other problems that yep. exist in your mm. life. So mm. I pull the person down from the pedestal. That's why I dare to ask very silly questions, you know, like just ask, 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 ask then. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where no, Which is yeah. in the world of learning is called your focus is your reality. Wait, what's, what's, yeah. what's silly on? question? Um, like C C strength, is it? Or, uh, no, or it's, silly. More like, it's more like a very very uh, controversial. Ah, you know, okay, very, okay. Like, I dare mm. to, to, I dare to like give a ask the questions that people don't dare. Difficult questions. Difficult questions that people don't dare to ask, and mm. I don't feel, I don't feel. Yeah, like, that makes sense. You are responsible yeah. to your audience, right? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, representing yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, so his example was a car. What mm. are your examples of stuff oh. that you feel compelled? <sighs> Entertainment cost. 
Oh, yeah, in, uh, in my business, we have to take clients out. Oh, yeah, I saw your stories. Well, very exciting things, yeah. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but your entertainment cost is quite cheap. Uh. I thought you bring to the hawker center. <laughs> uh, oh, thank God. Oh, but hawker center also inflation. Uh, 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 but, but, but. It, no, it's, I it's, saw the restaurant. I, I just noticed myself <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, oh, yeah, I think now omakaze yeah, and all yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. I just feel that it's also me being lazy. Like, because mm. by default, I want to make you feel good. I want to uh, uh, you know, show you that I respect you. I treat you well, right? So the best thing to do is just treat that expensive because, you know, default is uh, mm. if expensive equals mm. people value. It's a signal. But it's a lazy way for me because actually, if I put in a little bit more effort, maybe I think of something else. Like your hawker yeah, one. Like if, let's say I want to wine and dine ring. But now mm. I know that, oh, he's actually into cycling. Maybe I can plan a cycling route with all the very nice local food. But it takes effort, you see, to, mm. to do that. And if I do that, well, a lot cheaper and I can lose weight, yeah. right or not. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's my cost. Lo. You but, can go with me to the gym. La. Uh, yeah. uh, so I think my cost comes up because of convenience. Like mm. I spend a lot of money mm. because I want convenience. Convenience. But you're also conscious expensive. of it, right? Uh, so while la. you're compelled, you also still do it anyway. No, so in my mind, it's more for the like con- what he convenience. said. I like, um, it's okay to have lifestyle inflation, but your income inflation better be higher than the lifestyle inflation. Mm. So that is what compels me to, to work harder. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Reggie, yeah. what about you? I don't know like although okay so although I say that I have no issue with lifestyle inflation mm. and I think it's an underlying driver for everybody or for many people and I want to warn against prudence actually I'm very prudent one. what about yeah, something person. that you see yeah. a lot of your friends falling for that mm. later on then travel, they tell you actually have regret travel they regret a, a lot of travel really? okay. and they, I don't think they regret why because they got COVID <laughs> I, know, I, don't think, I don't think they regret but more like I think a lot of people when they travel they are really trying to just fill up or clarify a, a, an assumption in their head of this place mm. right so they go to all these touristy places you know they go there take photo you know like, like all that all that right and then it's it's all it's it's all about feeding an assumption like Bali has to look like this you know like Phuket has to be like that you know like New York mm. has to do this you know um and they're not really there to kind of like discover the place and all that. So eventually after multiple rounds of travel, if they end up traveling with me, which I do very long travels to try to embrace the place and try to suck up how is life like here. And then they'll be like, wow, I've been doing this wrong all the time, you know, because I don't then understand the place, you know. But I mean, uh, some of my friends say, but you got a lot of time, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, those are also counter arguments. But mm. we don't go there. Right? So to me, that is a, a part of, expenses and lifestyle inflation like I always want to go further go further go further right but um, that's actually a very interesting point because I think especially now in this age of social media mm. and I think people when they post their pictures of them overseas they don't do it to try and make you feel like you have to go there yes. but it's the you know insidious effect yes, that comes yes, yes, out yes, 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 so yes. you're sharing out of pride out of joy out of memory uh. connections sake but <laughs> to everyone it's also creating that FOMO that oh now I feel like I have to go to that country which like crash landing on you made us all want to go to yes, Switzerland yes, 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 which yes, most yes. of us would not have considered in the yes, past yes. and then that's a real drain on our mm. money Yeah, you know lately <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about travelling and I realised that oh my god uh, am I really traveling for the sake of traveling to experience? Or am I just traveling just to keep calm? And you kind of know it one when you travel is just to take pictures. You know how these phenomena mm. are? Oh, I need to take pictures. I see someone take a photo. I, yeah, I, I think I Yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave that place. You don't even yeah. sit down. It's like a it's checklist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I go to Japan just to go yeah. to Shibuya Crossing, no. take that photo and exactly, exactly. That is the kind of travel that I don't recommend, right? You're not really enjoying it. So some people even joke to me that, oh, these days when you go holiday, you must go twice. I say, huh? What do you mean by twice? They say, first time to take pictures. 
picture. Second time is really enjoy so the play. Sad. Like watch movie like that. So right? that those people that watch movie watch three time. Right? First uh, time is to watch everything. Second time focus on storytelling. Third time is the cinematic. Have you oh. not met those people? So, okay, okay, that's okay, hardcore. Okay. <laughs> but it goes back to, to your question, right? Which is what is a lifestyle in, inflation that you're compelled to is traveling. But the traveling to checklist or traveling mm. just to take a picture to document. At least everybody did it so I must also do it. Mm. I get that kind of inflation not worth it. And I guess it's the, it's the motivation behind mm. the traveling. Correct. Matters, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, we have some, we identified some common culprits mm. car travel for a checklist versus experience. Entertainment. Um, mm. Housing potentially. Yeah. I have one more that I wanted to contribute which um, is a very female thing. Maybe that's why oh. none of you thought about which it. Which is? Um, clothes. I'm afraid to talk about it. That's why I was like, let's get cancer. I have to bring it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah. you think you're not Brand afraid to ask a difficult question. Uh, yeah, yeah, please go I think yes, clothes yes. because um, I mean I, I'm female and I consume a lot of female social media content mm. and it's a huge conscious effort and energy to block out the stuff that I don't want to spend on mm. so I'm not going to name names because like later the lady bosses or like people cancel me because they are huge fans of the brand uh, uh, but like I've seen a lot of um, people spending let's say like like my personal threshold right I get very uncomfortable with myself when I spend anything more than $20 or $30 on one piece of cloth. Mm. So ideally, right, if it's like a dress, I can kind of like, kind of justify it because, well, I'm technically buying yeah, two pieces yeah. for the price of one so I can spend a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. But if it's like just, let's say, a sweater where I still need other pieces to wear with it, I'm like, shucks, this outfit now cost me like 150 That's wow. way too much. Mm. So that's my personal threshold, mm. right? I, I did increase lifestyle inflation. Last time, mm. the number used to be a lot smaller. Okay, then it, it keeps growing and growing. But like the other day, I was just telling my husband and I was saying, wow, you know, I got served this ad for this top by one of my favourite brands. But how I only buy this brand when they are on sale. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not like the lawyer, I support you so your brand never dies but I just want but at a discount. Mm. And I really want this but I know it's new, it's so pretty. No, I couldn't find like a dupe for it on Shining or the Carousel or anywhere else. Mm. But it's freaking $38. And it's just one top. But, I still need other pieces. And okay. it was a lot of conscious effort. So my husband said, just buy lah. Not like you don't earn money. Very poor man. 30 something dollars only I buy from you. That's it. It's not about you buy for me or I buy for myself. But uh, it's no bad lah if you buy for me. No, I didn't want <laughs> okay. I just, It's just that discomfort that I personally feel. Okay. Yeah, it's a me thing. Not that it's the brand's fault or anyone's fault. And I think on social media, I realised it's okay for me because I'm very conscious and it's a lot of energy for me to fight all these uh, mm. influencers all the time. But a lot of other people who may not be as conscious, they just end up buying all these and later on, it was to my benefit because ah, you know why? Like, they sell the carousel. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, where yeah. I swoop in and I buy yeah, for yes, cheap, yes, right? Yes, but yes, then yes. it's a regret for them. Mm. And it's a drain on your finances. But yeah. can I ask you, I thought that now there's this trend of renting clothes, right? Does that help? Uh, yes and no because it also depends. Like if you rent just once or twice, Sometimes the cost is not cheap also, no? Like, oh. I have seen uh, outfits that I wanted to rent for $50. Uh, oh, But so actually, so I can buy, yeah, I can buy a, not, not exact, but still quite nice mm. outfit for $30 on Carousel because oh. someone bought and regretted, wore well, one time then regretted and then I, I swooped in like an eagle. And no, and it's a Singapore phenomenon, yeah? It's a Singapore I, I, I went to multiple places that Carousel exists and try to change your location to see what's there, right? nothing much. Right? A lot of things oh. there is like, use a new... But in Singapore, is, Singapore is a lot. The carousel in Singapore is tip top. Right? You buy an oven, toaster, everything. Uh, all, all oh, there. All wow. there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because Singapore is buy a lot. Free yeah. love clothes, like, basically, they call them. The, yeah, con- there's the a overconsumption yeah, here yeah, is yeah. quite crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every corner, there's a shop. Uh, if you think about it. Hey, wait, name me one MRT that you come out with no shop. Uh. Don't tell me Jukun. Uh, because I've been there. You're really <laughs> no shop. shop a fashion shop. No, like any shop. Which, oh. which MRT you come out with no shop? So, have. So, which? Have. The TEL. 
because they haven't built yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. They will build. Okay. Okay. In time to come, yeah. In time, time to, to come, come, then the shops will pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think like the clothing thing is one thing that have to be really conscious. Because like, I realized, I don't know if this is a, a guy versus girl thing, but for my husband who's very into clothes, like he's a peacock. And he always says like he loves having his wardrobe is thicker than mine. Uh. And he's a guy I'm a girl, no. That's mm. the irony, right? But his wardrobe is thicker than mine. And but he's not as inclined towards this. Like he will go and buy a Levi's brand uh, jeans because he just really wants a pair of jeans. But if I feel like I had to buy Levi's now, number one, it crosses my threshold, so it makes me very uncomfortable. Mm. Okay, but number two, I, I I go into that shop because I'm like, oh I, I just saw a lot of influencers wearing Levi's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I feel like Yeah, now mm. I feel like I need to go and see. And then mm. now that I'm in the shop, the person keeps telling me, Oh, you look very good, you should mm. buy. And then I feel like I have to walk That's out. That's what with all it. shop assistants yeah. say. Yeah, exactly. They're doing their job. Exactly. <laughs> Very conscious because like the moment I I start to go down that route I cannot get out so I have Fair. to stop myself from even going down by recognizing the moment I see on social media. But I think there's also nothing wrong with spending more on a piece of clothing or something if you know like it will last uh, like a long. That's the thing. Time so, so most people won't use it as much. Mm. It's about utility cost, right? So the yeah. reason why I have that threshold is also because I align my utility cost at that level. Mm. Most people end up only wearing like once or twice. Or on Carousel, mm. you see a lot of like B N I P brand new in package. This yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. especially electronics. Mm. A lot of the lucky draw, lucky draw, lucky though. draw kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, a lot of great, my outfits great. are from Carousel. Great, great, great. Okay, so I think we have went around different perspectives. I thought that was a great, great mm. uh, mix of perspectives. So in closing, right, uh, answer is is lifestyle inflation bad? After after you hear all these different perspectives, what is your position? You can have a more nuanced answer than yes or no lah. My answer is still no, but I recognize that it can be a motivation. But I come from the perspective that the power of lifestyle inflation and consumerism are more powerful than our individual self-control. So mm. it's about recognizing it as a no so that I can empower my self-control to take charge and not become a victim, but become in control of it. I remember like the OCBC published some report about like how many Singaporeans don't even have enough money to last six months. Oh, I don't know how many percent. Right. It was like, quite significant. It's quite a shocking amount. So in light of that, I'll just say, yeah, you know, lifestyle inflation is probably bad for most people uh, unless you're earning like a, a certain amount and you inflated your your uh, income to match your lifestyle expenses. I think for me, is use lifestyle inflation as a way to set your goals and then come up with tangible plans to get there. Yeah, yeah. Dream big yeah. but wake up. Yeah. Dream big, Dream big, <laughs> Dream big wake but up. wake up. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, as a financial podcaster, yeah, I do share that position. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an off position. Like, you know, you should guard against lifestyle inflation, mm. all those things. I understand that. But yeah, from a nuanced view, I don't think my position has shifted. Okay, after this discussion, I just feel like I've added some nuance into the discussion on, on, you definitely on this idea. You raised the fact that it yeah. could be a motivation yeah, for yeah, some yeah. people. Yeah, and yeah. I, w- I would argue that it's a motivation for a lot of people, right? It's just whether or not they are inflating the lifestyle in a way that serves them for a prolonged mm. period or not. And yeah. I think that's the nuance. And whether is it conscious discussion. or commercial? Yes, 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 yes. yes. So yeah. if it's your own conscious spending, great, you no know, problem. spend well, I think that is my camp. It's not about not spending, right? And recognize that you have limited willpower. The longer you suppress this thing, the, at the back it can come back and bite you yep. very seriously right but it does not mean that compounding is wrong does not mean that all these other things are, are, are off okay no, they, of they, they are valid yep. uh, just a little bit more nuanced la. thank Great. you so much man. today I feel very uh, uh, blessed because, yeah, wise you're, you're, that's I, why you're today wise I'm wise my money my wealth's gonna shine <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Great, thank, great, you guys. Great. thank you guys love it love it <laughs> yeah, yeah.